Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you enjoy the footballistical comedy stylings of Top Flight Time Machine and World Cup Time Machine, you might be interested to know that Sam and myself have just launched a new podcast called News Thing, which is pretty much like what we do on these podcasts, but all about the news. You can access it by going to acast.com slash news thing, and it should be also available on iTunes and all the other podcast providing systems. And you can also find us on Twitter at NewsThing. Give it a try. We're sure you'll love it. That was the sound of ITV's World Cup 2018 theme. It was a bit Russian-y. I don't know what it was. It's, it's familiar. I think it used to be on an, um, an electricity advert a few years ago. It sounded familiar. You know but, what they should have chosen? Uh, Go uh, on, finish what you said. I was going to say it's possibly the Nutcracker Suite because there was a ballet dancer in it. I'm going to just display my complete ignorance there and say that was the Nutcracker Suite. Uh, I don't think it was, but I'm not sure. The Twitter masses will tell us. That's and what they're there for. They should have made it the Gazprom music. Because what do you think of when you think of Russia? You think of Gazprom. Um, delicious forming pint of Gazprom. Yeah, and then there's Gazprom music that they use in the Champions there League. There is. And I think there's nothing more Russian now than Gazprom music. They should have used that. Absolutely. Well, they that's could a have missed got opportunity, it for free, isn't probably, it? Because it would have been a promotion, promotional opportunity for Gazprom. There we go. This is one of the reasons why we should be in charge of the World Cups yeah. in future and not FIFA. Um, Russia 2018 has just finished, so it's all fresh in our memories, isn't it? It's fresh Not in our mine, I've forgotten all of Have it. Have you forgotten all of yeah. it already? Yeah, but uh, that's the same with most of these. So, Well, you, it was in Russia, memory. Sam. Right, yeah. It was in Russia over a month. Um, we might as well lean into the mascot, as we traditionally do in these things. The mascot was uh, a wolf called Zabivaka. Mm. I think that's how you pronounce it. That, that pronounce literally it translated there. means yappy fucker. Yeah. It does. Um, and he does look like a bit of a yappy fucker. But I don't mind him. I reckon he's all right. He's he's jolly. Um, according to FIFA, Zabivaka doesn't mean yappy fucker. Oh. It means the one who scores. Now, oh. he's got a smile on his face. He's got a, a, a tight-fitting kit. He hasn't forgot to put his shorts on like that fucking German... Was it a bear or a dog? That fucking nonce dog bear. No. <laughs> From 2006. That was his name. <clears throat> Do- nonce dog. In, in German... <laughs> German is uh, <laughs> Peter Funterhund <laughs> means uh, dog not nonce bear. Okay, 
I'll take your word for that. Well, this is Abi Varka, he's the, he's the one who scores. But he's got some goggles on as if he's going to make some light welding who's as well. Who fucking think he so is, Edgar perhaps, Davids? Perhaps he was in charge of building the stadiums that didn't get built until the very last minute, mm. traditionally for, for Russia. I like him because they haven't gone too conceptual. No, exactly. There are shadows of World Cup Willie and uh, the one who you didn't like in 94, Striker the Dog. Yeah. I wasn't keen on it. Just him. another little animal having a kick about. Lovely. And um, and doing a bit of light welding, as I say. He's, he, maybe he, it's his lunch break from welding. FIFA have said it radiates fun, charm and confidence. And what more can you ask for from from a dog, from a wolf, from a, from dog, a bear no. or from even a man? Fun, charm and confidence. Sounds a bit like me, actually. Does also there was a song by Mel and, Mel and Kim called that, wasn't it? FCC, fun, yeah. charm, and confidence. Fun, charm, and confidence. Exactly. Rest in peace, Mel. Yeah, you know she died of cancer, right? She Which did. was awful. But when the song came out, it was a time when everyone—I don't know about your school, so in my school. Everyone was on about AIDS all the time. <laughs> yeah, non-stop. It was like the non. It was like. It's sort of like what Pokemon is to today's kids. AIDS was to our generation, right? Uh, honestly, people are obsessed with it. Gotta catch them all. Yeah. <laughs> Barry and Colin on EastEnders had AIDS. Yeah. Or no, we thought, just, no, they we d- no, they were gay, but they were worried about AIDS. Mark Fowler had AIDS. Yeah. I'm not gay, Mum. I've just got yeah. AIDS. Yeah, tell it he to the judge, Tucker. Tell it to the judge, Jenkins. Right. Yeah. Who did he get Where's it this going? Well, when they brought out their biggest hit, which was uh, Fun, Respectable. No, Respectable. At the beginning, mm-hmm. I thought, and so did a lot of my contemporaries, oh think they were going, no. AIDS, 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 take or leave us. It was so obvious now in retrospect. Of course, it's saying yeah, take. Yeah. We're like, we thought, oh, it's another one of these songs about AIDS. Because there, there were a there few were so songs. Many. There were yeah. a few songs about AIDS. What's the best song about AIDS? Oh, well, it's the Bruce Springsteen one, isn't it? No, well, what? AIDS in Philadelphia. Streets of Philadelphia, good song. AIDS in Philadelphia. <laughs> good one, but it, it, it's there a better one. Second, the Pet Shop Boys being boring. Oh, right, That's yeah. all about AIDS. It is. It's about all of their mates dying of AIDS. It's really sad, but it's a great song. But they don't sing the word AIDS in it. Well, like that's, and Bruce the, Springsteen. that's the fucking nuanced beauty of Neil Tennant's lyricism. I'm just from the north. I don't it? get it. I know Neil Tennant moved to the south. To- Tennant, you fucking puff ya. If you're going to fucking write a song about AIDS, then at least tell us what it, that it's about AIDS. You should have called it having AIDS. Who's that meant to be? Bobby Robson? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on from Zabby Varka... Uh, Traditionally, in these things, we'd look at England's campaign and the England World Cup song. Guess what? There fucking wasn't one this time round. There was no official, there was no official England one, World no. They gave up the ghost. Do you remember even what the last one was, the 2014 one? Uh, I know we only recorded this Wanking around the world. Was it, it wasn't the James Corden one, was it? That was 2010. You know, Corden's popularity was stretches back. Oh, it was Gary Barlow. Gary, Gary Barlow's didn't get tax released. avoidance anthem. So the FA possibly assumed that whatever they, they put out Fuck. for the, Hold your on. microphones fell apart. It's fucking fallen. Okay, all right, nobody panic. I'm back on track. Just watch it. Just that careful. was off Gary Barlow's album, 
which it was a, t- a massive tip that hit. He had an album. He recorded it with Kenny Sansom. He had an <laughs> he had an album called "It's Avoidance, Not Evasion." <laughs> <laughs> which was a concept album based around his accountancy issues. And there was a bonus track 10 minutes after the final track, which yeah. gave you a, a detailed account of how you yourself can avoid and not evade. One of the tracks was just him reading out a, his receipts, yeah. a year's worth, a tax year's worth of receipts. Um, Waitrose, 4937. Yeah. <laughs> 26th of June. <laughs> 42 pack of chicken thighs. <laughs> Had a barbecue. <laughs> Invited the rest of the band round. Uh, and Kenny Sampson. <laughs> he was pissed off his knot. I got in. Oh, Ten bottles receipt. of rosé wine. <laughs> Spa. Six <laughs> crates of Copperberg Fruits of the Forest flavoured cider. Had to get them at the local Londis because... Sansom got through all the rosé within the first 20 minutes of the barbecue. Alcoholism isn't, isn't funny, is God, it? Get me some fucking Copperberg Barlow, you cunt. Or I won't sing the second fucking verse. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, there was no official World Cup song for England in 2018. And you know what? Perhaps it was a good thing because it, it wasn't weighing down on the players. They felt free culturally to express themselves different ways on the football pitch. And my God, what a tournament England had. Yeah. Some people we have didn't said... didn't see it coming, did we? Some people have said the fact that they only got six t- shots on target throughout the entire tournament, <laughs> the same as Saudi Arabia, <laughs> was that it wasn't that successful, but fuck them, because we got to the semi-final. We beat Tunisia 2-1, mm. through a couple of goals from Harry Kane. Panama, who, who could forget that Sunday lunchtime? And we beat Panama 6-1. Best Sunday lunchtime of the year, easily. Do you have a Sunday dinner when it was on? No, I think we had that before the game. The game started at three. We would have eaten at one. But yeah, there were people round and we had our Sunday dinner, yeah. Of course, it's the only Or way. lunch, as we would have called it. Is that it. what you say down there? Yeah. In London? Oh, okay. yeah. There was that. Then they lost against Belgium in what was, all, to all intents and purposes, just a friendly. Because mm-hmm. both teams made some changes. And then there was the Columbia match which for me was one of the highlights of this World Cup. Not just because England got through and managed to banish the penalty shootout hoodoo that has, has, you know, haunted them for so long. It was the Colombian shithousery, which we mentioned in the last podcast. Oh, you loved it, didn't you? It was was a a beautiful display of, of violence... Uh, psychological torture, snidey conduct, mayhem in all. It was just trash talk. Trash talk, yeah. It was just a war, a, a, an act of war in every possible. I liked probably my favourite thing was the stamping and scrubbing of the penalty spot. Yeah, that just blatant good. as well in and front just, of the eyes of the world and delaying the penalty for a long time. Yeah, but I, you know. I don't know. Harry Kane has an immense amount of focus, doesn't he? He does. He does. And a massive chin. Yeah. Perhaps that's what it is. Perhaps he was away with it. I think he's away with the fairies. I think that's where his focus derives from. I think he was off thinking about, well, I'll get on. I'll probably have a nice spam sandwich. Do you reckon, do you reckon he's got I some reckon... kind of like Eileen Drury thing going on? When you say away with the fairies, has he possibly got some kind of. Is, it, he, is he existing on a different plane? Child, like when you hear him speak, he speaks like a toddler, mm. and you know, like 
toddlers are always in their own little fantasy pretend world. Like, I have made a right fucking prick of myself on occasion by saying to my six-year-old, who's, he's not a toddler, but I'll go to him, mate, what are you thinking about? And if you ask that to a kid, I mean, really, if you ask it to anyone, you deserve a smack in the mouth. I mean, if I said to you in a moment of silence, Andy, what are you thinking about? <sighs> don't ask you, that, son. Don't I ever know, ask I me wouldn't, that. I wouldn't do that. But I asked it to my son. I don't know why. It's because he was really, his brow was furrowed. And I said, what are you thinking about? And he went, what? <laughs> I went, what are you thinking about? He went, what do you mean, what am I thinking about? I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just sat here. I'm and just said, six. But what's going on in your brain? And it was something like absolutely awesome. Like, you know, I, I was thinking about a fight between a, you know, a fox and a skunk or something like that. Just what you'd want a six-year-old to be thinking of. A massive robot in a fireworks factory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And I, I was just thinking what it would be like to have an electric hand, Dad. Yeah. And it was, uh, and that is what I think That's what you're Harry Kane has got. Do you think he's got an imaginary friend think, out there with him as well? Yeah, I think, and I think he was England's probably having a man. chat with him. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, and then we've got past Columbia. We, we, the Sweden match, we won that 2-0. Forgot and everything like, about it. It felt like it was easy, but at the same time, Pickford had to make a couple of really good saves. Amazing, so it kind of wasn't that saves, easy. Yeah. But Sweden, to me, felt as though they were possibly tranquilised. Oh. Gate, Sweden, Sweden have always... Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't think Southgate would have put tranquilizers in the No, gate, I don't right? think Southgate was behind it. It was probably Maradona. But, well, what's um, it got to do with him? He wanted us out anyway. He admitted as much when he had his cocaine meltdown. Maradona wanted us out at the moment of his choosing. Ah, That's how he works. I decide when the English go. Yeah, so now the Swedes. Now is not the time. Yeah. But, but, Diego, how can we control the outcome of this game? England, Sweden may overcome the English. They are very weak. Get the Gatorade. Tranquilize it, just like the Brazilians did to us in 1990. It is in the chest freezer marked 1986. Get it out, defrost it, give it to the Swedes. <laughs> but, Your Royal Highness, silence! The English must be made to think they can win this thing. They will go to the semi-finals, and then they will learn. And that is when the sword of Damocles shall fall. <laughs> and indeed it did, because we got beat 2-1 by Croatia. Yeah, fair enough. Did all right, didn't we? We did all right, and even when we lost two one to Croatia, we could have beaten them first half. We should have just beaten them two three nil. They wouldn't have come back from that. We're all right. These people go. Oh yeah, well, if you actually look at the stats, we were shit. That is. I just did that. Yeah, but you were being <laughs> ironic. It's like, listen, it doesn't fucking matter what the stats say. It matters what happens. And also, people go. Eng Some people spin it like this: England. Heartbroken again, out at the semi-final stage, and our long wait for World Cup glory will go on. No, it will not go on, because we got World Cup glory. We got to the semi-finals of the fucking World Cup. For the first time in 28 years. For the first time in 28 years, and that in itself. If people think that the only way to experience satisfaction, fulfilment, and a sense of glory in football is for the team you're supporting to win the entire competition, mm. then they might as well fucking give up, right? Mm. Because that's not what it's about. You you don't write it off as failure to get into semi-final. You start thinking, what does success look like? Well, actually, the quarterfinals would have been successful for England. The semi-finals was absolutely 
incredible, way beyond what we could have ever expected. What a few did anyone expect from this group of players before they went out there? Nothing. Exactly. And and on top of that, there was some exciting moments. There was a couple of good goals, and there was some knockout performances from players who had previously been regarded as fairly run of the mill. So you got players like Pickford, like Maguire, and like Trippier yeah. emerging as potential stalwarts of the England team for years to come. Definitely. And I think that is it. And I think everything about this was successful. England getting to the semi-final of this World Cup is is equivalent to the joy that could be derived by a German or a Brazilian or an Italian or an Argentinian getting to the final or winning a World Cup. Because you've got to look at context. It's just the same as like, you know, in club football, my team West Ham, if we get to finish in the top eight, I think we react to that in the same way that Arsenal or Liverpool would react to finishing in the top four. Yeah. You know? And it's, so it's all relative. Yeah, exactly. It's like Sunderland getting out of League One. Yeah. There'd be a, there'd be a bus parade. Wait, precisely, yeah. That's streets. exactly it. No one's going to go, well, I mean, fucking hell, what we were doing in League One in the first place. And remember, we're only in the championship now. No one's saying that. You're just enjoying what's happening at the time. And I thought it was fantastic, the whole tournament. Apart from, it was a bit of a shame because... What was frustrating was, had we just been beaten completely out of sight by Croatia, it would have been easier. But we we had a, we could have. I think Croatia were probably a better team in the end, and they deserved to win that game. But we could have beaten them. We could have beaten them in the first half, like you said. It, it does seem a long time since those riots when Gareth Southgate was appointed England manager, though. Was we there right to because the he was? Yeah, we were, you were there. Were you? I was I was there with you that well, night. Maybe I was. Yeah, but I might have been. Like... Had we been on the tranquilizers? Well, yeah, we've been yeah. the Gatorade, hadn't we? This is it. Well, that's England then. So England went out against Croatia. Um, I've just basically got a kind of list of a few various things that happened in the tournament. And we'll go through them and see if they provoke any thoughts, okay. feelings, memories, anything like smells. that. Smells. It smells. Definitely. It's very warm in this room, isn't it? Uh, VAR. VAR, you could call it if yeah. you want. Do we think it was a success or was it a failure or, or, or what? You're not bothered? Nah. No. Everyone's going on about VAR so much, got in the way of the football, like people talk, not the VAR itself, but the people talking about it. It's like. There was so more talk mean? about it than there was actual VAR. Yeah, it's fucking VAR this, VAR that. I mean, it made it exciting from time to time when a thing happened and then the referee, yeah. like in the final. I liked it when the referee went off, stared at a screen for fucking ages, <laughs> then confidently turned away and straight towards the pitch, and then got shat it wrong. It. <laughs> no, but then he shat it and doubled back to the screen yeah. again. He tried to look all confident. And he went, actually, hang on a minute. No, I and think... he doubled back, and then he went back again, and then he got it wrong. I think what happened was he looked at it, and he's in conversation with the, the people in the, the console, yeah. with all the big screens. He's looked at it, and he's gone, right, right, yep. Yeah. I'm giving the penalty, and he's turned, and they've gone. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, have another look. It's, it's not a penalty, and he's gone. Look again. He's gone. It's a fucking penalty. I'm giving it, and he got it wrong. He's an idiot for but that. But that was all right. He'd already got it wrong I by felt giving bad it for Croatia. I was happy that France won the World Cup because I thought, yeah, probably were the best team. They certainly, they certainly provided more of the good performances than any other team. They weren't outstanding, and there wasn't an outstanding team in this tournament. No, but there isn't always and an outstanding France team. France did enough to win the World Cup they didn't get, ever get into like fourth or fifth gear do football teams have gears you know yeah, what I mean oh, metaphorical yeah, gear definitely they didn't they never got into fourth or fifth gear and really sort of ripped a, another team apart but they just did enough to win in each match plus they had Mbappe and Griezmann who were a source of goals which 
other teams didn't really have two players that could they could rely on like that. Yeah, and they, I mean, their performances, and also, right, look, England, a lot's been made the fact that England had a supposedly easy path to the semis. But, um, you know, they got through. The, the French beat Uruguay. Was that who they beat first? Yeah. They beat, uh, hang on. No, they beat Argentina. They beat Argentina 4-3. Then they beat Uruguay. Yeah. Then they beat Belgium. And that is a fucking tough run. It is. Really tough. They annihilated Argentina in what I think was the best game of the tournament and the best performance by any team in the tournament was that French performance against Argentina. I thought it was that, brilliant. That was, it was almost like Mbappé was having the mantle passed on from Messi. Yeah. It was like, right, it's your turn now, son. And then, then Uruguay, really hard game and they kind of made Came reasonably rough, light work of it. And then long. Belgium... That would have been a worthy final because I would say they're probably two best teams in the tournament were Belgium yeah. and France. And they did a good number against an extremely strong Belgian side. And then they beat Croatia. I thought, you know, that is that is not an easy way to win a World Cup. And but the they final did was great as well. It was a great match Six to watch. Six goals in the final. Yeah. Three of those goals were fucking good goals. Yeah, two of them were mental because it shouldn't have been a free kick yeah. that they scored the first one from. And it shouldn't have been a penalty. So, you know, plenty to talk about. Brilliant. Well done, France. Yeah. Uh, Croatia's Nikola Kalinic. Do you remember this? He refused to go on as a sub in Croatia's yeah. first game against Nigeria. He'd been warming up in the first half, and then when the Croatia boss tried to put him on, he went, nah, I'm, I'm injured. I don't fancy it. In the fucking World Cup. In the Cup. World Cup. The World Cup, you yeah. prick. Yeah. First match. And he just went, nah, fuck it. And he went home. So he went home, and then yeah. his team went to the fucking final. How yeah. does he feel now? Did you see the Croatia president? After the final, when they were presenting the medals, no, the blonde lady. Yep, I seen pictures of her in a bikini yeah. on the beach. Did you? Yeah, I'll show them to you in a minute. It Thanks. was really weird though. My my father-in-law, who's a good bloke, but he is Hungarian. He sent round an email. You know, like I don't know if you've got any sort of older people in your life who do this, but they still send rather than post things on the internet, or they send sort of send group email emails with. like with funny things on. Yeah, you know, like memes. Yeah, that aren't really funny, or like jokes, and they send them round, and the title's always like, "Huh, this will brighten your day." <laughs> he's he's one for doing that still, right? And whenever it'll they come, come back though, like vinyl, it might do. Yeah, when whenever they come round, your heart sinks a bit. She's like, "Oh God." This will be something really unfunny, but I really like love my. How many people are CC'd into these? Well, this is what's interesting. Okay, it is me, <laughs> my two brother-in-laws, like his two sons, um, a man he knows called Roger. <laughs> right, I don't know how he fucking knows him, but he seems to be involved in everything. Roger's on the laugh list. Yeah, the lol list. And my wife, his daughter, and. Usually it's just unfunny jokes and you think to yourself, oh, fucking hell. Oh, God, I know this is going to be unfunny, but I know I'm going to have to, like, devise a response that at least acknowledges I've received it. Yeah. But if I reply all and I'd say anything a bit too sick of fancy, like, oh, hilarious, <laughs> right, then my brother-in-laws and my wife will be like, you fucking dickhead. What are you saying? <laughs> Why are you encouraging him for? Right. And I thought, what's this one? Well, I've opened it up. And rather than it being an unfunny joke, it's a load of pictures of the Croatian <laughs> Prime Minister in a bikini on the beach. 
And he's written something like, I bet if our Prime Minister looked like this, then we would have won. Or something like that. Yeah, because that would have spurred the players on, wouldn't it? Yeah. Whoa, lads. Just thinking of PM's tits when you're out there on the pitch. Anyway, I thought, hold up, Ego, I'll show it to you. Get ready. Can you forward it to me? Okay, now. She has got, and listen, we're at pains on this show, as regular listeners all know, to maintain a a politically correct standpoint because we are two very liberal men. We're modern men, we are. That said, the knockers on this bird are absolutely beyond belief. If they are the Croatian prime, if that is the Croatian prime minister, it's not what she looked like when I saw her on the pitch the other day. But it looks similar. Maybe it was her when she was younger. But anyway, colossal tits. And but I don't. But at the same time, although I'm using the lexicon of the unreconstructed sexist oaf. You're which just stating are, a fact. Which I am not. I am stating a fact as I see them. And yeah. I only have... There's no sexual undertone in what no. you're saying. And there's no judgment or anything like that. I, but, and I only have the words that I, my vocabulary allow. Right? Colossal tits. Colossal tits is the only way I know how okay, to describe what I'm looking at. But I didn't know what to say to my father-in-law. And I didn't know why he'd CC'd in my wife. <laughs> and also, who the fuck's this Russian? This Roger bro? Roger, exactly. And what's he got to do with it all? Well, I didn't know what to say. I literally thought, and I actually pressed, I did one of those ones where I pressed reply and then wrote the reply and then was giggling to myself as my finger hovered over send and then bottled it. Because all I wrote in response was, (laughs) (laughs) couple of letters. Yeah, because I thought that seems to be what he is expecting. That's what he wanted. The Secret of Croatia's Victory is the title of the email. And then underneath this picture, three pictures of her on the beach in a in a bikini that leaves not much the imagination. And then it's he's written underneath, Well, if we had their president for Queen, Southgate's boys might just have had that extra inspiration. For Queen? Yeah. Jesus, that's weird. How does that work, though? If you, think, if you did have a sex... Say if the Queen was sexy. Yeah. Which she kind of was. Yeah, I'm not saying she's not sexy. I don't want to get into that. There'll be all sorts of people different up podcast, in arms. Different podcast. Right. But, uh, that feels like one for our news thing podcast that we've just started oh, doing. Yeah. We should mention that at this point. We'll plug that. Yeah, go yeah. on. What is it? It's, it's called News called, Thing. It's just like, news thing. It's like this, but us talking about the news. Yeah. It's the same sort of shit, but we're talking about news instead of football. And that's where we talk about the sexy queen. We'll talk about sexy queen on that extensively. But just for now... If the Queen was really sexy, I mean, as sexy as what I've seen, say if the Queen looked like Kelly Brook, but in her prime, yeah, and went everywhere, even out on official business in a bikini, right? If that was the case, what difference would that possibly make to how motivated our footballers were to compete in the World Cup? It'd be, it would mean uh, nothing. Well, you, Gareth Southgate doesn't turn up, hold up a fucking picture, like one of those fold-outs they used to have in the middle of Loaded back in the old days, and go, look at this, lads. This is who we're fucking playing for, lads. Think about that when you're out there on the pitch. You don't know, behind closed doors, what promises are made to players in terms of incentives regarding the World Cup. That's all I'm saying. If you win this World Cup... And again, I'm not saying that... In a and sexist this, way. This is all on the QT, but if you win the World Cup, I have been given assurances from the royal household that the Queen will suck each and every one of you off. Yes, even you, 
Who's that one? Terence Trent Derby who plays for Liverpool. <laughs> Even you. If you let me play. <laughs> I will get my penis sucked. <laughs> if you let me play. I can do it with the Queen. If you let me play. Maybe even Philip will watch. If you let me play. Uh, you enjoyed that, didn't you? You went off on a sign. Your name. Could you do one with his other songs, or you've not really got the time? Let's not do okay, that. Let's move right. on. Where were we? So you were saying that the England players would be motivated more if they got. A chance I'm saying they wouldn't be, but my father-in-law reckons they would be, and I just think no, that is silly. It is old-fashioned, and there is just no room for those kind of sexist attitudes in this day and age. Absolutely. Let's put a lid Completely on. Completely agree. Let's move on. This is it. 
you could go two routes. I would want you to either display signs of serious neurological damage. Right. So you, you've basically got someone to smash your head in. Right. Or they've broken your spine and that has had an effect on your entire muscular It's got to be one skeletal. of those two. Because th- what I'm, what I'm going to suggest is that I would be happy to have my ankles smashed to smithereens mm. by the Croatian president. With because a that, colossal tits. With that, that, that adds a, a, a sense of... A, it adds a frisson to it f- for me. And if that would get me, disabled. that would get me into the Champions League final. The say Sunderland, and, I would let that happen. The writer and podcaster Andy Dawson has been sexually disabled by the <laughs> Prime Minister of Croatia. At this point, <laughs> it is unknown what the motivations are for this tragic and horrible act. <laughs> now we're looking forward to Sunderland's appearance in the Champions League final next Wednesday night. Joining me <laughs> is Kevin Phillips. <laughs> Firstly, Kevin, uh, any words on the unfortunate situation with Sunderland fan Andy Dawson? <laughs> well, you know, he's uh, the lad's gone out there to Croatia. Uh, uh, as as far as we don't quite That's know where the why. That's been played. Yeah, and uh, he somehow managed to get into the prime ministerial home. We know she's got colossal tits. That much has been well documented, <laughs> not least by Andy himself. And all we can assume is she's put them to some use in disabling the lad. And it's a shame for him. But on the other hand, Kevin, it looks as though <laughs> what we're hearing on social media, Andy tweeted earlier on, he tweeted a picture of himself in hospital thumbs with his up. thumbs up and a ticket in his mouth and his feet in traction. So it looks as though everything's worked out great for uh, him. Yeah, well, every cloud has a silver lining, doesn't it? He's so. going to be in a lot of pain for a long time, but it looks as though... <laughs> A, he's going to get in a Champions League final he and will see get his to see the game. And B, he's had his ankle smashed into a sexual frenzy uh, by the Croatian president. I've never known a Doris to have been able to smash someone's legs and ankles and neck in just using uh, jubblies. But there, there you go. go. That's why she's Prime Minister and <laughs> other women. And my missus ain't. Other women ain't. like Katie Price ain't. Just ain't. It's fine <laughs> margins, isn't it? <laughs> Quite so. So yeah, that's that's the Peru fan that put on 25 kilograms. This is it! Batsuai kicking himself in the face. Do you remember that? What a wally. What a wally. It's all right when a player scores a goal and then runs in as the ball comes out of the net and he blasts it again. Mm. When we're kids, we always go, two goals, that is. But it's not, obviously. Um, It's all right when the scorer does it, but when one of the teammates tries to get the reflected glory of whacking the ball in himself when he's completely incapable of doing it himself in open play. Mm. That, to me, is not good. And karma played its part. Justice was done. Batshuayi tried to kick the ball into the net again, blammed it off the post, whacked himself in the face with it. And then on social media, he tried to get out of it using bants, didn't he? he did. Well, everyone, everyone's in bants mode automatically, aren't they? No matter what happens. You can only respond to anything negative with the bants. Otherwise... Well. Unless you pay his Morgan. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to make yourself look like an even bigger prick. So. Well, do- or Donald Trump, Piers Morgan's mate, he never responds with bants about himself. He never self-banticizes. Two, two foxes from the same barn, mm. I would say. There. Is mm. that a phrase? Uh, it is now. It is now. So, yeah, so he made a wally out of himself, and we didn't see him again. 
in the World Cup after that. He was quite rightly dropped. Yeah. <laughs> by dropped. Roberto Martinez and Thierry Henry, who were sickened by that act of idiocy. Speaking of sickening act of idiocy, do we remember Pepe throwing himself to the ground when he was tapped on the shoulder by a Moroccan yeah, opponent? he's got a bit of form on that, hasn't What he? a fucking cunt. Yeah, but hang on a minute. You liked it when the Colombians did it. No, 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 no. This is very different. This, yeah, those he were. Was he was trying touched. to cheat someone, whereas, yeah, they were trying to wind someone they were up hurt someone, through cuntishness, destroy someone. He, yeah, yeah. Pepe just acted like a fucking big baby, and it was also good to see his his, his former Real Madrid teammate Sergio Ramos in tears after the defeat against Russia. To, yeah, because he's a he's a fucker too, isn't he? So, and what about Neymar? He was another wanker of the tournament, wasn't he? Yeah, diving around like a fucking child. Yeah, he let himself down badly. Because some players, stars... I heard some people justify Neymar's actually saying, hang on, the guy was kicked out of the last World Cup, he's fouled Good. left, right and centre, and he has to protect himself, right? But I don't see Cristiano Ronaldo doing that nope. when he's knocking a hat-trick in against Spain, nope. right? And he's better than Neymar, he's better than any player, really, isn't he? I didn't see Mbappe play acting... I didn't even see Eden Hazard, who I've never much cared for as a bloke, but I think he's a fantastic player. An unusual arse as well on him. Eden Hazard had a fantastic tournament. So did Kevin De Bruyne. These are the other world-class players who are on the same level as Neymar. And I didn't see any of them try these kind of shenanigans. Nope. So I think really what we've just done here is we've, we've come up with three candidates for King Bastard. Mm, we'll return to that at the end. We'll, we'll announce that at the end. there were some strong contenders, wasn't there? We're also going to look at a Golden Bastard for the entire series yeah. of World Cups that we've done from 82 right through to 2018. We'll be announcing a Golden Bastard at the end, so do not switch off. Stay tuned for that. This is it! There were some fucking great goals in this World Cup. Um, two of my favourites were the, the ones from outside the area by... Two fullbacks, Pavard of France and Nacho of Spain. And yeah. do you have a favourite out of those two? The the France one, definitely. Yeah. Because it wasn't just the finish, it was the whole move building up to it was a, yeah. a thing of beauty. And when you saw it from behind as well, there was a little bit of swerve yeah, on it, it as was it swerved in. Beautiful. That goal for me. When they scored that goal, I think from that point onwards, I was like, if England don't win it. I, you want a France I, to win I, it. Not that I want it. I wouldn't say I was supporting France. Like even in the final, I liked the idea of Croatia as the underdog, yeah. maybe winning it. But I just sort of thought, objectively speaking, I think France are the worthy winners. Yeah. And as well, Pavard, until then, he kind of looked and played as, as though he just kind of got in the World Cup team via a raffle. <laughs> he looked out of place. Yeah. He Positionally, he seemed to be all over the shop. Yeah. But once he put that ball in, that well, was it. it. Would, he it was would, transformed, wasn't he? It would certainly boost your confidence, wouldn't it? About to, wouldn't it? If you got off of a girl when you were younger, especially a girl you thought was a, you know, perhaps out of your league to one degree yeah. or another, after that happened, you would fucking walk around the place like you cock would, of the walk. Yeah, cock of the walk, and you would try all sorts of things that you wouldn't usually try. Yeah, not just wheelies, not just sexual things. Exactly, you'd be trying loads of stunts on your bike that you had never tried before because you'd suddenly think God had blessed you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I'd suddenly just think I was really tough. Yeah. And, yeah, just much cooler, tougher, and more capable in myriad ways yeah. than I'd previously thought. Unlike that fella you, you knew of who fell in love with the prostitute that time. That's kind of slightly different. Isn't it? I, I had a mate 
um, who sadly passed away a few years ago, um, far too young, good mate called Piers, and he used to be a bit of a ladies' man. But he, he, he had, he was making really good inroads with this girl at a party, uh, the sort of party you go to when you're young in a fucking hall or a scout hut or something, right? When he's a teenager, <laughs> and he said he had massive turn-ups in his jeans, and he'd got off with her, and he he was he had fucking strong feelings things would go further if he like you know car- carried on the way things were going they'd had a little bit of a snog in the party thought he might be able to go home with her Ooh. and then he was overcome by the need for a shit and he's gone out of the scout hut and then, and in a fucking emergency had to find some bushes to go for a shit in I didn't, maybe he just didn't want to do it in the toilet staircase yeah. he got found out and he squatted down and done a shit and found some old newspaper to wipe his ass with and then he's gone back into the party, seen her on the dance hall, right? Time to kick things back off now. I've lightened my load a bit. Yeah. Goes over, starts pulling out extra suave dance moves. He said, in my head, yeah. I thought, because I'd got off already, I had that post-snog confidence you have where you think, I can do anything. I'm fucking John Travolta here. So he's doing spins, turns the lot. And she goes from smiling and being very flirty with him to backing away quite promptly. And he's thinking... Ooh. Maybe it's my dance moves. Maybe I'm really pushing it too far here. Well, I don't want to fucking lose face, so I'll, I won't look bothered by it. I'll just carry on dancing. So he carries on dancing, but he tones it down a bit, and he notices people all moving away from him. And then he changes his mind again and thinks, maybe people are actually forming a circle around me, like you see in films when yeah. someone's a really good dancer. They all want to stand and watch. So then he went back to the turbo dance moves that he originally thought. And he was kicking his legs around and everything, and then he noticed something fly off of him, and he realised that he had inadvertently shat into his turnips. <laughs> and the reason everyone had backed off him is because he stunk a shit and was literally carrying shit in his jeans. <laughs> and he never got to kiss her again. That reminds me of one of my mates, so I'm not going to name. And going back to the early 1990s, I was supposed to meet him in Sunland for a few drinks, then maybe a nightclub, and he just never turned up. Right. And of course, it's the days before mobile phones, yeah. you can't you can't like find yeah. out where he'd gone. Just, just never it. turned up. Turned out he'd um, he'd been overcome by some kind of stomach complaint, mm. uh, and he dashed to McDonald's to use the toilets. Mm. But unfortunately, he he he'd shit himself before he got there, mm. uh, just as he got into the toilet. Actually, uh, and on that night, he was wearing white jeans. Oh fuck! So that's his night ruined. Yeah, he decided to go home. He couldn't get on a bus, obviously because he's yeah. wearing shitty white jeans. So he had, to, <laughs> he, had to, he had to walk home and he lived about a mile out of town. Um, but it happened to be a particularly windy night and the wind was coming behind him oh, in the direction yeah. of where he lived. Oh, so no. on his mile walk home, everyone that was walking towards him got a, a, a nice whiff of what was coming towards them. A shit cloud. A shit, a, a shit cloud. A shit cloud. Yeah, in white jeans. I so. know that some regular listeners. This podcast never fails to deliver, does it? This, this regular listeners are, were very taken with the story of Matthew Judkins, my old schoolmate, shitting out of a tree, and for that reason, I feel justified in us telling more defecation stories. Although that's never the aim, but since it's come up, I have to. Uh, retell one of the stories of the year. One of my favourite anecdotes of the year. It's not mine, and I have to. I have to nod in the direction of our friend and uh, sometime colleague, Dave Whitehouse, who told me this. It's about a friend of his called, I think his name's Asif Dean. His surname's certainly Dean. And he said that he'd got a call from him the other day and he was in a right state because this bloke was a bit 
concerned about his health. He's a bit of a neurotic by the sounds of things, nervous guy, and he turned up to the hospital because he was very concerned about his health and he wanted some tests. And he was sat waiting in the GP's waiting room for his appointment for a long time. Now it always overruns. And um, he was waiting and waiting for his name to be called. And all of a sudden he got like a, a stirring, let's say, in his stomach and thought, oh, blimey, I'm in trouble here. I'm going to have to run to the toilet. So he ran to the toilet, even though he didn't want to because he was waiting for his name to be called, didn't want to miss it. Runs into the toilet, locks the door, sits on the toilet and immediately you know it realizes he's suffering from one of the worst bouts of diarrhea he's ever had in his life it's coming out of his ass like a waterfall and he's saying oh fuck me i've waited all this time and now oh my god then he of course he starts hearing his name called outside in the in the waiting room yeah mr dean please come to you know consulting room for and he's like fuck 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 fuck, fuck. i'm gonna miss my appointment he's really up to he really want the appointment he's very worried about his health Last call for Mr. Dean. Getting more and more irritable, the voice. You know what they're like. So he's like, fuck, I'm just going to have to go for it. So he stands up. Guess what? No toilet paper. Oh. Right. And his ass is covered. So he's so worried. He's just thought, fuck it. I'll worry about it later. So he just pulls up his trousers. Right. Does them up. Flushes the loo. Runs out into the waiting room and goes, I'm Mr. Dean. I'm Mr. Dean. And he gets a public dressing down from the grumpy receptionist. Mm-hmm. He says, you, Quite right. You cannot miss appointments. The NHS is completely overrun as it is. Da, da, da. And he goes, I'm really sorry. I was in the toilet. Blah, blah, blah. And she went, well, he went, Is there any way I can still see the doctor? He said, Well, ask if she'll make an exception. <sighs> Calls through. Says, All right, just this once. She'll see you briefly, but you cannot be late again. He goes, Okay, okay. Jesus. So he goes in. He's expecting to see his usual doctor, but it's not the usual one. It's a very stern, very tall German woman. Ooh. And she gives him a dressing room. She goes, Mr. Dean, where were you when your name was called? And he's going, I'm really sorry. I was in the toilet. I'm I, I trying my best to get out in time. I'm so sorry. I was here in good time, blah, blah, blah. Okay, very well. Well, we have to be brief. Now, Mr. Dean, tell me what you would like to talk to me about today. And he goes, uh, well, I, I really need you to uh, test my prostate because my father <laughs> and my brother have both recently had prostate <gasps> difficulties, quite serious ones, and I, I, I'm worried that it's hereditary. She goes, very well, please go behind the screen and mount the bed. And he thought, what? Because he's asked his brother, and his brother said, it's fine, mate, go and get a prostate test. They do it with a blood test these days, All right, right, which yeah. apparently they do in most places okay. now. Okay. So he, he's not expecting anything. He's gone, she's gone mount the bed. He thought, mount the bed? That's weird. So he sat on the bed, and she's coming. and she went, not like that, on all fours. And also... Like a re- dog. Re- <laughs> remove your trousers and pants, please. <laughs> and he thought, what the fuck? But he's quite a shy and nervous bloke, so he doesn't question and her. And she sounds quite stern. So, so, yeah, so he's pulled down his trousers and pants and, uh, and got on the bed on all fours, and she suddenly worked, walked into the screen... Pulling on the old rubber glove. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> and he said, it, belatedly, it's a fucking penny stroke. You thought, oh my God. Jesus. She's walked around the back of him and there's a moment of silence, which apparently only lasted about 10 seconds, but he felt lasted like four hours. Yeah. Where he's on all fours. She's standing behind him regarding his bum. And he's going bright red in the face, thinking what's going to happen next. And suddenly the silence is broken with these words. And I know it verbatim because when Dave White asked Tommy's story, I made a note of it on my phone. <laughs> He's there on all fours and the silence is broken by the doctor saying, Mr. Dean, I cannot examine your prostate today 
because your anus is too filthy. (laughs) (laughs) To which point he jumps off the bed, pulls his trousers up, just goes, thank you, and leaves the room. (laughs) So there you go. Mr. Dean and his filthy anus. And I thought, well, seeing as the the topic came up... um, and because of the legacy of Matthew Judkins yeah. and his tree shit, yeah. I'll chuck that one out there. Fine. It feels like a different podcast. I might clip mm. all that stuff out and put it out separately. Yeah. This is it. Maradona's cocaine meltdown we've talked about before. I ain't got much more to add, really, from this list of stuff. We've got... Um, nah, there's a Iranian player that did the front flip throwing. Twat. And, and he got it wrong. He, he kissed the ball before he did it. He pointed at the sky... Try to infuse I some mean, drama. The thing was, is, and then Iran were really up against it in that match. They had to score in order to still stay in the World Cup. Yeah. And they were deep into injury time. Every second counts. Yeah. And he decided to eat up some of those seconds doing a fucking insane egotistical throw in. What do you think that's going to achieve? What? Does he think that the ability to do that is going to land him a big money transfer to the Premier League? He probably thought that was a goal was inevitable and this was going to be his part in it, and it I would think be remembered the bloke forever. was a prick, and, and now he's I, probably dead. I was, yeah, I was infuriated. He's been stoned to death. Yes, that's what they do, and apparently, I'm not another, endorsing it, but another you will get... national stereotype generalization, well, which may or may not well, be wrong. Who I've are we to done judge? Some digging, and apparently, he has been stoned to death. So. I'm there only speaking on the basis of my own research. There's a revelation. Uh, Favourite part above all of those, though, has got to be, it's got to be Del Boy falling through the bar, hasn't it? Sorry, what, from the World Cup? You know, your Del Boy, you know, you know, yeah, call trick, yeah. and he falls through the bar. What's that got to do with? Well, I saw it on UK Gold when we, after the highlights one night, and I right. just thought, it's timelessly funny, isn't it? Right. Okay. So that's, right. That, that's um, that's World yourself, Cup 2008. <laughs> no, and also when they dropped the chandelier, that also. Oh, that's funny. a good bit. I like that yeah. bit. I, I, I prefer that to the. Um, Brace yourself, Rodney. To the, to the falling through the bar. Any other bits from when he and horses? I like it them? when they come home and Grandad is. Dell's got a job lot of hooky microwaves. Yeah. And he comes in. And Grandad is bashing one repeatedly on <laughs> and going, I'm trying to get bloody Dukes of Hazard on this thing. <laughs> I don't know how we've how we've strayed across into, into only fields and horses, but there we are. Best of bits. And yeah. that's the uh, that's the World Cup 2018 for you. We need to announce King Bastard from the tournament Golden Bastard oh King first Bastard first of all for this tournament well you got I think most people would probably say Neymar, Neymar will be yeah. the one who goes into the history books as King Bastard he's my nomination yeah alright well I'll I'll agree with that I You're think that's, go for that that's then. the yeah well, let's not try and be clever it was Neymar yeah it was obvious wasn't it but and how now, about Golden Bastard Golden Bastard is the biggest bastard of all the World Cups between 1982 and 2018 which yep. are years we've covered on this wonderful Wonderful series, yeah. series of podcasts. I would say overall, the king of all the bastards, the golden bastards, got to be Maradona. I know that's not that interesting; it's a bit too obvious. But if you think of the level, the the amount of stuff he, he's remained, even long after retirement from the game, mm. he has remained a, a spectre of bastardishness um, that's hung over the World Cup forever. Hmm. I don't think Diego Maradona will ever die. 
No, I don't think he will either. He's, he represents the, the evil side of the World Cup. Mm. And I think you cannot beat him. I mean, who would be... Is it, there, There's people who've done worse things. I mean, Harold Schumacher's tackle on Battiston in 82, I would say is probably the single worst crime of all of the World mm. Cups that we've discussed on these podcasts. I don't think Maradona did anything nearly as horrible as that. But I think for the sheer consistency of horridness... Yep. And not just horridness, because it's hard to dislike him. It's mischievousness as well. I think you've got to give gold, the Golden Bustard Award for lifetime lifetime services to being a dick at the World Cup. It's got to be Diego, hasn't it? I can't agree. Oh. I've got to go Schumacher. Just because, because it just was almost, so huge. He just almost killed Batistone. Do you mm. want to see a picture of Harold Schumacher now, which might yeah. change your mind or it might not? Look at him. Oh, unrepentant blimey. evil. Yeah, he's got. He's he's like one of those. Um, you know the boys from Brazil where uh, Laurence Olivier hunts down all the Nazis, yeah. or is in fact he one of the Nazis? I can't remember, but Olivier's in it somewhere along the line. Yeah. The point is, he looks like one of those Nazis that's still yeah. on the run in South America. Are you prepared to change your mind about the Golden Bastard now? Have yeah, seen I am. Picture? Yeah, I'll go with Schumacher because. No, now I realise that actually I've sort of convinced myself into thinking you know Maradona he's the baddie we love to hate or love to love because he's more like mischievous more than anything isn't he? He's also the greatest player of all time He is and that that serves in his favour Alright Schumacher is the golden bastard Um, are we going to do best best anything else what's the best World Cup of all the ones we've talked about I know what you think you think it's 82 or 2014 don't you Yeah I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2018. Oh, well, there you go. Then we're going to end on a high. Mm. Fantastic. Um, hope you've enjoyed listening to all these World Cups that we've done. We're going to be back in a few weeks with a regular weekly look back at the the, the previous 48 hours the weekend before. Yeah, it'll be on a Monday. You it's tune still a time in, machine, though. And you're thinking, what did Andy and Sam make of all of the action over the weekend? What did they think of Watford versus Brighton? Yeah, don't we'll worry. We're going to give it to you right where it hurts. Um, we'll also be reviewing the Premier League season. We're going to resume our Premier League. So there'll be two. And um, then we got News Thing as well. We've got News Thing going on. Follow that on Twitter, at News Thing. And we're also going to do a live podcast, hopefully, in early yeah. September. Details to be announced, so keep an eye yeah, on that. Come down. And if you're lucky, I'll try and get Matthew Judkins down. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.